Well, let's talk about something else that occurred on Friday. The federal government, uh, and late in the day, came down with a decision uh, saying that they weren't going to renew licenses for 15 open Atlantic salmon farms in Discovery Islands. Uh, Joyce Murray uh, said that the wild salmon there are in serious long-term decline, with some runs nearing collapse, and the government made that decision to protect uh, the salmon, the Pacific salmon, uh, around the Discovery Islands. Joining us now is Bob Chamberlain, Chair of the First Nations Wild Salmon Alliance, to talk a little bit about that announcement late on Friday. Bob, thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Josh. First of all, your thoughts on the announcement. Was it the right way to go in your mind? Uh, in my opinion, yes. It was the only way to go. Um, we have uh, a primary responsibility of DFO to look after the environment and wild fisheries, which includes salmon. Minister's exactly right. We're on a downward spiral. We've had historic low returns. And unless there's some serious implementation of precaution, then we're going to uh, we're going to see the demise of Pacific salmon, and that would just be a travesty for all of us. Brian, uh, sorry, uh, Bob, Brian Kingsett spoke to us, who's the executive director of the BC Salmon Farmers Association, on Friday after that announcement. We asked him to respond to the fact that uh, the salmon uh, from those uh, farms are linked to the transfer of disease. Take a listen to what he had to say. Since the Cohen Commission, where the Department of Fisheries and Oceans spent $37 million and was unable to find a link between salmon farms and declines in wild sockeye, the department has done another nine full Canadian Science Advisory Secretariat studies on issues. And another short one that just came out uh, was released a couple of weeks ago that said there is no correlation between salmon farms and sea lice, as well as a multitude of other research that says, says that this is not an issue. But to be blunt, she's listening to activist campaigners who are forwarding research that has yet actually to show anything definitive, but they are claiming is produces, you know, re, has correlation. That was Brian King's executive director of the BC Salmon Farmers Association, not happy with uh, Ms. Murray's decision, the federal government's decision. Bob, your response to that comment from uh, Mr. Kingsit? Well, in my opinion, the CSAS process is an absolute joke. Um, it is ripe with conflict of interest, with the industry able to march their science through and monitor it from beginning to the end. There is no credibility or objectivity involved in that process. So much so that I would call on the Prime Minister to turn his attention to what is going on at CSAS, to bring the Auditor General, to bring the Commissioner, uh, the Public Service Commissioner, and have a very public examination of what's going on because it's nothing less than corrupt and they're producing science which does not reflect the outcome that is found within it. And I say that with good conscience. I have talked with Andrew Bateman, who was part of four out of the nine. And he's very critical. And to me, of course, this is what industry is going to point to because it's what they've marshaled through to support their own industry. Uh, What does this mean? Do you think the region in and around uh, Discovery Islands can um, still bounce back because of the economic impact of shutting down 15 salmon farms? Well, I mean, they have to be, I mean, to be honest, they haven't been operational for about a year and a half now. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was through Campbell River yesterday. The lights were still on. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm tired of listening to an industry, you know, inflate their numbers. I mean, I think about the DFO transition planning document, and it mentions 1,500 jobs. And we've had farmers and industry talk about five, 6,000. The lights are all going to go out. 
I mean, we got to be honest here. I mean, just because they stop at Tim Hortons and get a donut doesn't mean that that whole uh, chain relies upon fish farms. Brian, Brian uh, sorry, uh, Bob, I got uh, 30 seconds left here. Uh, can this industry, the present industry, when it comes to uh, the Atlantic salmon, can it be replicated uh, on land? It can. And, you know, when I hear industry talk about, oh, there's, you know, it's unproven and so on, and it's going to fail and it's too expensive. Well, the open net cage fish farm industry was not successful when it first came out the gate. It enjoyed endless support from government as an emerging industry. And that's the kind of supports that we need. In addition to a transition plan to assist affected workers and the communities as we remove this serious impact to wild salmon from our oceans. Paul, thank you for your time today. Thank you.